Are you familiar with human design? You may have heard of it before, and you may even know your human design, but today I am sitting down with my friend and mentor, Katie, from Sort of Spiritual, and talking all about human design and launching. You don't want to miss it. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. And welcome back to the Launch Fix Podcast. My name is Jess, and I am so excited that you are here. And today I am sharing a really amazing interview with my friend Katie from Sort of Spiritual. Katie and I met back in like February when she was launching her program, HD School. And we actually tell the story on the interview, so I'm not going to go that much more into it. But through learning from Katie and really exploring launching and my own human design, I have developed different ways of launching according to your design. And that's exactly what we talk about on today's episode. So if you don't know your human design, I recommend going to mybodygraph.com and finding out your design. One of the reasons I recommend that website above any of the rest of them is you can save it and create a little folder of other people's designs. Because once you understand yours, you're going to want to learn all of them. And so I recommend that website. And then once you know, all you need to know is your type. So if you are a manifester, a projector, a reflector, a generator, or a manifesting generator, because that's what we're going to talk about today. So go pull up your human design and then sit down and listen to today's episode because it is a juicy one. You guys, I am so excited to have my friend and actual mentor, Katie, here today. I joined her program, HD School, back in February, I think, and it has been such a powerful tool in learning more about human design for myself and how I teach human design inside the lab. So Katie, I am so excited to have you here today and chat with you all about human design and launching and all the things. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I love having you as a student and I'm getting to know you and, you know, become friends. And it's just, it's really cool to see what you do with human design and to see how different people apply it. So yeah, very cool. Happy to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited that we met. So this is such a funny story and one that I like to hold like in my mind around other people finding my programs. Cause I think we think that people have to follow us for a long time or be in our customer journey or whatever before they'll buy our products. Right. And when I found you and when I found your program, I was fully in what I call problem goggles. Like I was ready to learn about human design. I was looking for the program that was going to be the right one for me. And I was just like, I was actively searching for a solution to a problem that I had. And I think we discount that there are people like that. And you had 
recent, like you had, and we can get into this later, just started talking more about the planets and more about like deeper stuff in human design that totally appealed to me as somebody who had like a baseline knowledge, but wanted something deeper. And it was like the universe converged. And I was like, like you were like the perfect person for me to learn human design from. And I am so grateful that I literally, I think I was searching like human design hashtags or something on Instagram and I saw a post and then I connected with you and it was everything from there. Oh my goodness. Proof that hashtags work. Who knew? (laughs) I love that. And I think to your point, you know, on the topic of launching and people joining programs, I actually joined a coaching program as well. Um, kind of about like relationships and masculine, feminine energy, whatever in, I don't know, May or June of this year, after I saw one Instagram feed post that someone had shared. And like, I read that post and I was like, I am so in. And then I waited Mm -hmm. because I have emotional authority, you know, follow my (laughs) human design. Um, More information is coming. Yeah. But I, you know, I gave myself a couple of days and I was like, yeah, hundred percent. And so it's just like, it's so wild in the world of like what we think about things and like how things like have to work and oh, someone needs to be Mm -hmm. in my funnel. Like, no, the energy just needs to be right. And like, boom, you know? Yeah. I totally agree. And when you show up as your most authentic self, following your urges and doing what you're being called to do, other people will respond to that with their own needs. And this is something that's just a general belief of mine that like our urges and ideas and desires are a direct answer to somebody else's prayers and like things that they're desiring. And so if we have an idea to do something, I believe that it is a direct reflection that somebody is searching for that thing. And by showing up and providing that, the right person who's searching for it will find it. I love that belief. And like, what a way to tie it in what you were just talking about with the content and like how you found me. Because when I was, so I've launched HD school um, three, four times now. Um, One was like a little like mini Black Friday launch. So I don't really count that because it was like two emails or something. Um, (laughs) But I've done like three like actual launches for HD school. I'm about to open the doors again next month or this month, I guess. It's September now. How did that happen? Um, (laughs) um, But I before I was doing the launch in January, I had kind of disappeared off of social media for a few months after my last launch, because I was like, go, go, go working on actually building out my program. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I want to launch this month, but I haven't really been doing anything like this is bad. And then I had this urge, which, you know, is how I operate as a manifester. That's my human design type, um, to share about the planets and the gates. And I was like, no, that's too much. Like people aren't going to get it. They're not going to resonate. You know, I should talk about, I don't know what I thought I should talk about first, but I was like, I should go back and talk about like whatever other stuff I thought was like, um, elementary level. human. Yeah. Like more important or more foundational or something. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, no, Katie, you know, better follow your urges. Don't listen to the should voice in your brain that thinks that it knows what's going on. Um, and so I decided to do what I did and create that post. And it is the most popular post by far that I've ever made on Instagram to date. And yeah, and apparently you found that. So just (laughs) I totally did. It got picked up by the algorithm somehow. Yeah, right? Yeah, I love that. So let's dig. So that's a little bit more about how we found each other, which I love. Um, But you had mentioned that you are a manifester. So for people who are 
listening who are maybe familiar with human design or just like not yet familiar, let's run through the five human designs at like the very basic level and talk a little bit more about like what they are, what they mean. And in the intro of this, I'll explain how to find your human design. So at least if they listen to the intro and followed my directions, they'll know what their like baseline, their type is. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So type and strategy go hand in hand in human design. And this is like the most basic level of human design. And there's five different types. Some people say four, I say five. So we have manifestors, which is what I am, projectors, which is what you are, Jess, um, reflectors. So manifestors are about 10%. Projectors are about 20% of the population. We have reflectors, which are 1% of the population. And then we have generators, which all together are 70% of the population. Pure generators are about 37%. And then we have a hybrid type, which is manifesting generators, and they're about 33% of the population. And so these are all energy types. And each energy type has a strategy that goes hand in hand with it. And I often find that when people talk about energy types in human design, they're like, oh, like this type is here to do like X, Y, Z. And to a degree, sure, but I really look at energy types as like how you're meant to go about things because it's Mm. not like, oh, manifestors are here to be like CEOs and leaders and build businesses. Like, no, a reflector could do the exact same thing. A generator could do the exact same thing. It's just about understanding how your energy works to make your life kind of path, purpose, whatever, unravel unravel, that's a weird word, with the least amount of resistance. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, I think one of the pitfalls of uh, identifying with certain things, whether it be like personality types or Enneagram or human design, is it kind of, we tend to stuff ourselves into boxes and like, oh, I can't do that. I'm a blank. Yeah. Or, oh, I, I can't have that. I'm an introvert. Or I can't do that. Like, I can't work all the time. I'm a projector. And I think that that's the opposite of what it's meant to do. It's meant to kind of help you hack your energy and really follow what you're built for. Yeah, I love that. And one of my favorite things that I kind of map over into this conversation in terms of like limits, let's say, Mm -hmm. or boxing yourself in is, okay, I don't think I'm making this up. Like, I think this is a real study, (laughs) but (laughs) let's just go with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Totally real study. Totally real study. Legit. Okay. Check the (laughs) footnotes. Just kidding. Don't. (laughs) Um, Is that they say when it comes to playgrounds, apparently people use more space of a playground if there's a fence around the playground, Mm. where if there's not a fence, they'll tend to stick more towards the center of the playground and they won't use as much space. But as soon as you put a fence around it, like all the space is now used right up until the edges. Mm. And I like to look at the kind of quote unquote limits with human design like that. Yeah. Where it's like, yes, sure. There's limits to some degree. And I'm using air quotes. You can't see them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a quote unquote limits to what you can do or how you can do it. But I think from that perspective, understanding your limits and understanding how you operate is actually what helps you to expand further. And Mm. so I look at it like that, where it's not like you can't do this. And even so when we talk about the, the energy types, you know, there's different strategies that go with each energy type. And I always approach human design as an experiment. So for example, projectors are meant to wait for the invitation, right? Instead of going out and just making thing hap- making things happen, it's going to be energetically a lot easier for you if you get into alignment and have the right things come to you. 
Now, does that mean that you can't ever initiate anything? No, of course not. But it's going to likely be a lot easier for you to not constantly be in that initiating energy. And so I, again, always approach it with this idea of experimentation where it's like, learn about your human design. If this is something that is like calling to you, this seems interesting to you. There's like energy around it. Perfect. Learn about it and then experiment with it. I'm not telling you to... I'm not telling anyone ever to commit their whole life to like this way of living. Like, no, that's not what this is about. But it's like learning how you operate and then operating that way is just going to make your life a little bit easier. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you said that about projectors specifically, because I've seen in human design groups where people are like, oh, I'm a projector. Like, I can't be successful in business And I'm like, you guys, like, well, I have to wait for the invitation all the time where I personally feel like projectors are the best type, probably because I am one, (laughs) but but I feel like especially in like the online entrepreneur thought leader space, like you are here to stand out and to be your authentic self and people will be magnetized to you when you do that. Isn't that what you want? Like, When you, rather than looking at that as a bad thing, that's like the perfect thing. I want people to be attracted to me. And it isn't a passive process when you understand that, right? Like with all of these, there is action. I So every time I think about this, like, and just kind of the cosmic dance that we do with the universe, I think about Hitch. Have you seen that movie? No, but you know, someone else mentioned that to me recently for a completely unrelated purpose. So I feel like I need to watch it now because it must have something for me. There's definitely at least a few signs in there for you. Uh, but there's this scene in this in the movie where Will uh, Smith is teaching Kevin James, I think, how to kiss. And he's like, I come a certain percentage, you come the rest <laughs> of the way. Like it is a two person thing, not one to one. Yeah. And I feel like that's so true with the universe too, right? We have to come a certain percentage of the way and the universe will meet us halfway. Yeah. And the same thing is true with your strategy. Like if you're waiting for the invitation, that doesn't mean sit in your pajamas at home and wait for things to happen to you. It means show up in your most authentic energy and the right invitations will be presented to you. Like waiting to respond for generators, same thing. Like you have to put yourself in the place of being available to responses, then you can respond. It's not a passive process. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree with that and I love it. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you should see, you should watch that movie. Let me know what you think. At least that scene specifically, I think is so beautiful because I think that it's such a good like physical example of like when you're kissing somebody, like they, you come part of the way and they have to come the rest of the way. And then like Kevin James kisses Will Smith and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's, so let's dig into each of these specifically. So we can start with manifester because that's what you are yeah. and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So manifestors, like I said, about 10% of the population and their official kind of human design strategy is to inform. But I think that's not accurate. I look at manifestor strategy as they're here to respond to their urges and Mm -hmm. urges are different from ideas. You know, like I get a million ideas a day, but when I get an urge, it's like something that really pulls me and it's like, Ooh, yeah, we're doing this. Um, 
And so you follow the urges and then you need to inform. So the whole idea around manifestors informing is that manifestors have an impact on other people. So manifestors are designed to initiate. They're designed to kind of be at the forefront of things. And I hesitate in saying that sometimes because I remember when I was first learning, I was like, at the forefront, like I have to figure this stuff out. Like, no, you just have to follow your urges. Yeah. Like you just have to follow your urges. That's it. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. not about what this looks like or, oh, people said manifestors are supposed to be this way. There's so many different ways that manifestors are going to show up, but it's important to understand that your energy does have an impact on other people, especially as a manifester. I look at them sometimes, myself sometimes as being like a bull in a China shop where- Mm. You just don't necessarily have that awareness of your energy or that awareness of your impact. And manifestors don't like to be stopped. And they're often very conditioned to be stopped when they're growing up, where it's like, you can't just do this. You can't go do that thing. Mm-hmm. You can't do this thing. And so often what well, happens- They want to follow their urges, right? Like, totally. Yeah. But I it's can like, imagine having an urge and then someone not letting me fulfill that. My entire life, right? (laughs) And so then you just stop trying to follow your urges. You don't trust them. For a lot of people, that's what happens with manifestors. And so then what happens instead of informing, which is what manifestors are really designed to do. So, you know, when you think of business, it's like, hey, audience, I'm launching this program. That's informing. Like, hey, I'm building this. Hey, I'm working on this behind the scenes instead of just like hiding away and working on stuff. And it's not asking for permission, which I find a lot of manifestors do at first if they're really Mm -hmm. out of alignment, which was where I was. Um, And it's very different from that. It's learning to inform and just tell people like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm up to. And when you do that, it helps clear space in your energy because the people in the, the life of a manifestor They just want to know what you're doing. They just want to know what you're up to. And manifestors just don't want to be stopped. So then they don't want to let anyone know what they're up to. And it creates a whole bunch of friction and like a lack of support, right? Because people just don't understand what's going on. And so manifestors are really here to have that impact on other people and to do their unique thing. And so it's really important then for manifestors to not ask for permission, to not ask for other people's opinions. And listen, you can do this respectfully, like, especially if you're in a partnership, whether it's like a marriage or a business partnership, it's not like you just have free range as a manifestor to be a (laughs) jerk and do whatever you want. But as long as you inform, (laughs) no, you still have to be a good person. Okay. Um, But this whole idea of having an impact of initiating, of getting things started, of doing what you have the urge around and not letting your mind talk you out of it where it's like, Oh, this doesn't make sense. And people aren't going to get it and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, they might not be ready for it, but it's like, then they're not your people and that's okay. So that's manifestors and then projectors, which is your type. You know, projectors are really here to be attractive, to be magnetic. And so it's like, you're here to draw life to you where it's projectors have really great insight. They can almost, they have a different perspective on the world than most have. And it's like, you have your unique sort of singular way of looking at what your thing is. And don't worry about what your thing is. You don't have to figure it out. It's like, just notice what you gravitate towards. Notice what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And it might change over time, but like you have your unique perspective and people are going to come to you for that perspective. Projectors are also really great at guiding energy. So they're great at like managing things. They're great at overseeing things. They're great at putting stuff together. And it's less so much of like 
doing the hard work. And like, again, we talked about, like, it's not about putting yourself in a box. It's not like you're never going to do hard work. Like, sure, you're going to, you know, like with your business, I'm sure you work hard all the time, but you have a balance, right? Yeah. Another thing I love about that whole unique perspective thing is as, and this is also part of waiting for the invitation, because we see things differently, we can solve your problems. But most people are not available to receive that advice if they're not ready to receive it. And so one of the pitfalls that I've experienced, and I'm also a Virgo, so this is like big energy for me, unsolicited advice is my love language. (laughs) (laughs) Like I see exactly what you're doing wrong and I can fix it, but I'm not supposed to because you're supposed to ask me for your help first. Yeah. Um, But I think that that's one of the biggest pitfalls that projectors fall into. Totally. It's like we want to solve your problems because we can see it clearly, but you have to be available for people to ask for your help first. Like unsolicited advice and being in the cycle of giving unsolicited advice is when you're out of alignment as a projector. Totally out of alignment. And it's such like repulsive energy or like repelling Mm -hmm. energy, right? And it feels bad for you because it's like, oh my gosh, they're not listening to me. They don't get it. Like, I see this. I know better. And like, you probably do, you know, like you really Mm -hmm. do see it. But that's where it's like when you can be yourself, when you can live and like let yourself shine, people will come to you because it's like, Jess, like, what do you think about this? And how about that? And like, it's interesting you say that. Let's, I know we've talked a couple times before. So I launched a podcast recently and you were a big part of that where it's like, I had this urge for a long time to start a podcast. And you were kind of like, I remember we were voice noting one day and I was talking about this and you're like, well, haven't you waited out that urge long <laughs> enough? Because you know, I have emotional authority. I'm designed to wait mm-hmm. on decisions. And it's like, yeah, two years is probably a solid length of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it's still there. <laughs> yeah. If you're just still there, then it's like, maybe let's just do it. And it's like, oh, yeah, cool. And I don't know, there's just something different about having projectors see what's there for you. And it's so powerful. And projectors as well, they're designed to be recognized, right? It's like you're designed to be magnetic and we're designed to recognize you and your brilliance. And when you're just sharing unsolicited advice, people aren't going to recognize you. They're going to be annoyed by you, (laughs) right? Completely. Yeah. And so it's like your brilliance really comes from that. And as a projector, one of the fine lines I think that's there for them is the difference of doing things because you're just shining your light and you just want to show up and this is something that you love and you're excited about and doing something to get noticed or to get seen so Mm -hmm. that people come to you and so that people recognize you. And it's like, it's such a fine line, but it's really comes down to like your own integrity and like what's right for you, where it's like, is your motivation for someone else to see you and recognize you? Or is your motivation that it's like, this is just like the sunshine coming out of your body because it's, you know, so amazing and you love it so much. Totally. It's like that needy ex or needy ex-girlfriend thing, right? Like the like, I just, I'm here because I need you to love me versus like, I am lit up and not looking for validation from anybody else. Like recognition and validation, Uh I think can be a very slippery slope for a projector. Yeah, And it's really like, honestly, like being in your power and not needing the validation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I I think that's so key for projectors. And I know um, we were talking about this recently of projectors being like a lighthouse, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you just get to shine your light. You don't chase the boats down. 
The boats come to you. It's like, just be your brightest self. Like that is your job, keeping your light on and shining your light. It's not about worrying what other people are doing. It's not worrying how they're responding to you. It's not worrying if they're interested. It's not worrying if they're coming to you. It's just like you shine your light and eventually you'll attract the right boats. Yes, absolutely. And so that's projector. So let's talk about reflectors. They're kind of magical unicorns in that there's only a few of them. I mean, few in like 1% of the population. Yeah. I think there's like 70 million of them or something. (laughs) No, just a couple. (laughs) Just a couple. Just like a handful here or there. Um, Again, that math might be really off, but I'm pretty sure I've I've heard that before. 1% of 7 billion. I don't know. Um, Someone that does math better than me can figure that out. Yeah. Reflectors are really cool. And again, reflectors, it's like, they're often said, it's like, they're here to like reflect the health of the community. And it's like, what does that mean? You know, but I think reflectors are going to play a more and more important role in our lives and in our communities as we continue to evolve as humans, Mm -hmm. because they, they do that. It's like, they are so open in the way that they can sample all the energy around them. They understand the energy around them and they literally are the reflection of the energy. And so it's like, if a, a reflector is good and healthy and thriving, they're in the right place and they're with the right people. And so that reflects well on the community that they're in. And if the reflector is not doing well, then that reflects poorly on the community that they're in. And so it's quite interesting with reflectors where they can do anything, you know, any type can do anything, but they can be really great in serving as that like barometer for organizations. Like they're really great in groups, you know, and again, not limiting anybody. If you're a reflector and you just want to be by yourself, do your thing. Um, But they're really great in serving in some sort of role that's like in a group, that's in a community that can provide feedback, that can help people to understand themselves, that can provide that kind of like level of clarity for others because they can, again, see things in a way that most of us can't because they're able to sample all of the different um, ways that humanity is. Yeah, I think of reflectors like empaths on like steroids. Like they feel and reflect back everything. So if they're in a community, like if a reflector wants to, for lack of like a better word, up level, I feel like that's the most overused word in the world. But like (laughs) if they want to shift their energy and be in a higher vibration, like they need to put themselves in the energy of other high vibration people. Absolutely. They will match whatever the energy is in their environment. Yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely. So now let's get to the majority of the world and who we were all conditioned to believe that we should be, (laughs) Um, the generators and manifesting generators. This group is so fascinating to me and probably because like I am not one and Mm -hmm. I feel like we as humans, which I guess makes sense, like right we it is 70% of the population that most people fall under this defined sacral group but those of us who don't have felt greatly misunderstood for a long time like i think that the people who are not though maybe this is inaccurate but the people who are not a generator probably feel more like seen by human design than people who are generators because yeah. we've been conditioned to be something that we're not Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think that a lot of the world is 
like, so there's a lot of generator conditioning in the world. Absolutely. I also see that there's a lot of manifestor conditioning in the world where it's Mm. like, just do it, just go make things happen. So there's that like manifestor initiating thing, but then you're a hundred percent right with the generator conditioning where it's like hustle, work for it. Like that's what life is about. You're here to work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's so much of that in the world. And I think, you know, a lot of generators, I mainly attract for projectors for whatever reason. I love that. Yeah. But definitely, I think sometimes I think it's because my entire family are projectors, like my mom, dad, and brother, all projectors. So it's like, yeah, I grew up in a fully non-sacral household, which makes so (laughs) much sense to me looking back, you know? Yeah. Um, But when it comes to generators, or sorry, when it comes to like people who aren't generators and being seen and understood, it's like, I think a huge part of it is around the energy piece where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, yeah, I can't like, cause like we know that we can't keep up. And it's so interesting, this whole idea of like keeping up because we can do a lot. Like all of us, non-sacral types, projectors, manifestors, reflectors, we can do so much, but we're just going to do it differently. And it sort Mm -hmm. of reminds me of this quote, And it's not quite related, but Tony Robbins says this thing where it's like people overestimate how much they can do in a year and like underestimate how much they can do in a decade. And I feel like it's sort of like that for all of the types where it's like things balance out, you know, it's not like, like generators and manifesting generators can go pretty fast sustainably. The rest of us can't. And again, I don't want to limit people, but it's like understanding your own energy, understanding how you work is like the tortoise and the hare, right? Where it's like, you'll get where you're going to go, how you're designed to go there in a way that feels good, where you're not burnt out. And understanding that for the non-sacral types, which is, you know, 30% of the population, I think it's just such a relief to finally have like words to our energy where it's like, oh, oh my gosh, yes this makes so much sense. I'm not meant to be that. Um, and that's probably why you attract so many projectors because you do not have a defined sacral. Yeah, I think so. So You give us permission to Mm -hmm. slow down and like not have to run. Like I, I love generators. I do. I have been mentored by generators, but it's just a different vibe. And like while growing my team, I want generators on my team because like they get shit done, but like being mentored by somebody who understands your energy type is a completely different level of being recognized and being seen. Yeah, totally. And I think at this point, like I, the past few coaches I worked with like a couple of years ago, were all generators. And it's so interesting because a lot of it was like, you just need to do more. You just need to show mm-hmm. up more. You just need to work harder. And I think we've kind of like, I hope anyways, we've broken this whole hustle culture thing of like, actually, we don't need to just work harder. Um, But I think having that understanding of energy where it's like working more and working harder is actually not the answer. It's working in alignment, right? And so all this to be said, you know, generators are wonderful. Of course, they're 70% of the population and they have this incredible energy that can be sustainable where when they're lit up, when they are doing the quote unquote work, and I'm going to say work because generators are here to work, but in the sense of they're here to use the energy of their sacral, where it's like every day they've been gifted with a sacral energy and their job is to use up that energy. So whether it's in a job, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether it's being a parent, whether it's, um, I don't know, creating art or being a philanthropist or volunteering. It doesn't matter. It's just like, how are you Mm -hmm. going to spend your energy? And 
generators need rest too. We all do, you know, generator Mm -hmm. burnout is still a real thing. So it's all about like knowing your energy, but generators are usually a little bit better at knowing their own boundaries with their energy and resting when they need to, where us open sacral types um, can certainly struggle with that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, generators have such a capacity to just be like lit up by the universe and to go towards what in life is just like a hell yes for them. And the more they do stuff that lights them up, the more their own energy is then regenerated. So it's like they have more energy to then continue. And that's where that sustainability comes from, where for the the non-sacral types, we just tend to need more rest. Even if we're doing what we love, we don't quite have that same level of sustainability. And I would say that this tends to be more noticeable once you pass 30. Because sometimes I meet projectors that are in their like early 20s and they're like, I don't relate to this at all. Like I completely disagree with this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, we turn 30. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like, I don't want to put that on anybody. I don't want anybody to burn out. I want you to all have the most amazing energy forever. But it's yeah. just like learning to respect your own energy and to not have to be that super person that's just like firing at all cylinders all the time so that you can be more sustainable in the long term and respect yourself and your health and your body and all of that. Um, yeah. I love what you said too about like the generators using their energy. And I then you touched on it too, but just to kind of tie it together, like it's about using your energy with the things that light you up. Yeah. Like it's not just running for the sake of running. It's truly like when you're in alignment with the things that ignite your fire, that's when you're using your energy the most efficient way. And so their strategy is to respond. Yes. Yeah. And I look at that as like generators are here and manifesting generators as well to be in a dance with the universe where it's like, I think it's so fun. I'm jealous of generators because of this, because it's like, you don't have to take the first step. You know, Mm -hmm. the universe is always going to be one step ahead of you. And so when it presents you with something and you can respond to anything as long as it's outside of yourself, you know, so it's like you could respond to an Instagram post. You could respond to something you hear on this podcast. You could respond to anything. Um, But it's like when that happens, is it a yes for you or is it a no for you? This external stimuli. And so it's like following that like treasure trail of like, uh uh-huh, yes. Oh my God, I love this so much. And it's tricky sometimes in like the world we live in because we have this mind that has all of these ideas about why we can't do the things that feel good and things that feel Mm -hmm. good probably aren't the good path and you have to work hard for things to be worth it or whatever. but generators, yeah, it's like you're always in this dance with the universe. And I think back, I, I tell this story often. I don't necessarily tell like the the, the details um, behind it, but my generator analogy in terms of dancing with the universe. I remember when I was in university, I used to work at this restaurant in Toronto. And one night, um, a whole bunch of us went out dancing and like to this club that has since closed. It was called Tattoo Rock Parlor. It was like very cool at the time <laughs> for any Torontonians. Um, and I remember dancing with this one coworker of mine and like, he was such a good dancer and would just like throw you around and like spin you and twirl you. And so when I think of generators dancing with the universe, it's like when you let the universe lead like that, the dance you're going to have is so much better than if you're just kind of like 
doing like a little like sidestep on the dance floor by yourself, you know, because it's yeah. like, there's so much momentum, there's so much fun. And there's all this energy that's like, you're in this feedback loop with. And listen, when you're done with that dance, you go find someone else to dance with. Like the universe is like a never ending supply of dances for you. And you don't have to take the first step. And I know that for generators, that can often be difficult because they have so much energy. So it's like they want to initiate, they want to go do things. And this is, again, where I always invite people to experiment of like, let's just slow it down a minute and see what happens if you don't. See what happens if you wait for something to come back to you instead of just like immediately initiating everything that you want. Um, Because usually they'll find that it's like, oh, this is actually easier. Or I didn't waste a week going down this random rabbit hole that wasn't actually that aligned for me after all. Yeah. I love that so much. And what a great analogy with the dance because I can totally picture like even like swing dancing. Now that is not cool dancing at all, but like when you let your partner lead, that's when you like, that's when you show up as the best dancer too. Like, and you're kind of like, holy crap, I didn't realize I could dance. Right. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I was that good at this. And like, yeah. So I love that addition to the analogy because that's so true for generators. It's like, if you let the universe lead, it's like life will take you places that you couldn't go on your own. Yes. I love that so much. And manifesting generators are a combo type, right? They're part manifester, part generator. Yeah. And so they, I think everything that I, I look at it, like everything that applies for generators for the most part applies for manifesting generators as well. But Mm -hmm. one of the big differences is that they do still have that manifestor piece. So they have that like informing also helps manifestors. Um, but you want to respond first, 100%. And with manifesting generators, they often have a lot of energy to go in many different directions. And so this is one piece that I find with manifesting generators gives them that relief that like we feel about the energy where they can do multiple things at once. You know, they can let their energy go in different directions without harming any singular direction where other types can't necessarily do it in that same way. And with manifesting generators, it's like the more that they do that lights them up, the more energy they have to do what lights them up. And often in business or in life, people tell you like, you have to focus. You like have to do this one thing. You can't, you're spreading yourself too thin. And it's Mm -hmm. like a super aligned manifesting generator often will do that. And, you know, I always think back to this reading that I did a couple years ago uh, for a manifesting generator. And they were like, yeah, I'm a lawyer. And I also own a yoga studio and I have this scrunchy business on the side. And they had like two other, I I actually think they had like seven businesses in total. And I was just oh like, gosh. this is madness. I don't know how you do this. Um, like just being a lawyer alone. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Doing any one of those things alone. Um, So, but it's like when they're really aligned, they can totally do that. And they have the energy to do that. And it's also completely correct for manifesting generators once they get into something to be like, meh, over it, you know, onto the next thing. And so there's often this conditioning is not the right word, but there's often this sort of like negative perception of manifesting generators that they're sort of flaky or they don't finish things. And it's like, you're not supposed to stop finishing stuff you hate because other people think that you should, you know? I love that so much. And that's one of the biggest things that I tend to attract manifesting generators, which is so funny. And that's one of the biggest complaints that they have is like, well, I can't change my business. That would be flaky. Or like people think that I can't finish things. And you're like I said, like, like you just said, you're not supposed to. And really, instead of trying to pick the right thing or niche into something that's going to feel out of alignment in a couple months, 
like really figuring out a way to do all of the things that light you up and just follow that urge, right? It's kind of, and maybe that ties back in with the urges thing of manifestors. It's like following the urge and responding to the urges that are right for you. Yeah. And I think it's, it's not that surprising that you attract manifesting generators because oddly enough, manifesting generators often feel like projectors because in Mm -hmm. terms of energy, they get pretty burnt out. And because it's like, they're trying to do a bunch of stuff that isn't necessarily in alignment or they're not waiting to respond to things and they're just like doing too much or they're not doing anything because they're frustrated with how flaky they are and how they don't follow through and they've had it like beaten into them that they should be a certain way. And so then they're not doing any of the stuff that lights them up so that they're not then generating that energy back, you know? Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. And how they see like somebody who is fully in their power or not like I'm fully in my power, (laughs) but like somebody who's owning their projector energy. I think that that would be really attractive to kind of like how I'm attracted to a manifester, which is so funny because my husband is also a manifester. Um, So I am generally attracted to that energy. Yeah. I find that so interesting. I find I don't have a lot of manifestors in my life, but then also they're not that large of a percentage of the population. So I suppose that makes sense too. Yeah, definitely. So one of the things that I love is how understanding your human design can impact the way that you are launching in your business. And this is one of the principles that I teach inside my lab is really getting into alignment first with your energy and then launching. And I think that there's so many people following these strict launch plans and formulas and strategies that are completely out of alignment with them and their energy and what feels good to them. And therefore, they're not getting any results because it isn't in alignment for them. And so I'd love to go through the five energy types again and really talk about, okay, now that they know what they are and what their kind of energy type is, how do you put that into practice in your business, in your launches, and in like your marketing strategy so that you can start to attract those opportunities, attract the things to respond to and attract the people who are the right people for you. Yeah. I I love this. Like I love how you put this together with launching. I think it's so fun. So I'm a manifester. So I'll share a little bit about my launch thoughts for manifestors first. And it's interesting because before I did what I do now, I briefly worked as a virtual assistant. So I was like doing launch things and behind the scenes things for other businesses that were very successful for manifesting generators, by the way, um, who had teams of lots of people. (laughs) And it was interesting when I went to launch because it's like I had these like ideas of how I'm supposed to do things, but it was just like, no. And I really learned to just follow my urges of like what feels right. So, you know, I very much follow the idea of like learn the rules so you can break them, especially as a manifester. We don't like listening to rules at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was like, okay, I understand what a launch is like supposed to look like, whatever that means. And this feels really exciting to me and I'm going to do this and like the rest of this, no. It's just like that all is just like annoying. I'm not going to do that. And so it was just learning to like follow my urges and also to follow my urges of like, what am I going to talk about? So I really love teaching classes. So I usually do some sort of like live class or whatever when I'm launching stuff, just because I think it's fun. 
But I used to sort of strategize, or I used to think that I needed to strategize with it of like, well, what's going to make sense and what's going to lead people into blah, blah, blah. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't care. It's just going to be like, what do I have the urge to teach? And it might make sense and it might not make sense, but that's just what I'm going to do. And so with manifestors in terms of launching things, it's following your urges of what to launch, of when to launch. And this is interesting because I had a launch that sort of went sideways in May this year because my energy was just not into it. And like the first day of the launch, I was like, nope, never mind. We're stopping all of this. Like everything was breaking. Every link wasn't working. There were so many tech problems. But looking back, it was like, yeah, because I wasn't following my urge. I had planned that out in January of like, this is when I'm going to launch. And Mm so now it's like, I have general ideas of when I'm going to release the programs, but it's like, I follow the urge of like, I can like feel it in my body of like, okay, it's go time. Let's make this happen. Um, instead of planning everything out precisely on a calendar of like, well, this has to be this. And, and I could feel it before that launch. Like I could feel the resistance of like, oh, I need more time. Like this isn't right, but decided to ignore myself and go for it anyway. And then I was like, nope, never mind. We're going to completely shut this down. I'm going to take a week off and we'll regroup. And it worked out really well. Um, you had a massive launch. Yeah. Yeah. Was there with you during that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, yeah, it absolutely worked out so well. And I'm so grateful that I listened to myself a little bit late, but you know, better late than other. Um, so with manifestors, following your urges informing your audience, right? Informing them of what you're doing, informing them that the launch is coming, informing them that you're going to be doing this, you're going to be doing that. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting because it's like, it's not like you have to try and like sell or push. It's like, you just need to tell them, you just need to show them. Um, And the right people will love it. And really to your point of like showing up in your authenticity, showing up in your like full concentrate version or like your full saturation. I know you posted some of your new brand stuff today and it's like, yeah, fully saturated color. So it's like showing up in like your full saturation and the right people are going to love you and the wrong people won't. And that's cool. They'll find someone else. Perfect. I love that so much. And speaking to you about launching and you'd mentioned earlier how you, after launching, you kind of went dead on social media. Literally every time. (laughs) I love it though. And I think that this is such a misconception that we think that we have to show up every day on social media or for some reason our business is going to die or people will suddenly forget that we exist and no longer see us as an authority. So tell us a little bit about how that went down. Like you launched and then you ghosted and we'll talk about why I think that's a good strategy for manifestors or we can talk about that Oh, totally. So when I first launched last year, I then had to create the entire program because I hadn't created it before I sold it. And so I was working like a ton putting that together and I just didn't have leftover energy to be on social media and to be creating stuff. Um, so I, yeah, I ghosted for a solid three months. And then when I realized I was going to be launching again, I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. Like I haven't been providing value. I haven't been giving anything to my audience. Like this is going to tank so badly. But then I was just like, you know what, whatever, let's just like do the thing, see how mm-hmm. it goes. Right. And then followed the urges that I had to start creating content. And that was the post that we were talking about earlier with the planets and the gates. Um, yeah. And that launch was over double my first launch. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. 
I still kind of had it that it was a fluke. And I was like, I don't know, this is going to happen again. And I was like, I am definitely not going to ghost this time. Like I am going to be on top of it. And I fully ghosted for like a solid, <laughs> a solid month. I would say it wasn't as long because I wasn't building the whole program, but it was like yeah. a solid month after the launch where I like barely showed up. I might do a story here and there, but you know, nothing consistently. That's for sure. And yeah. then by the time I did this next launch in June this past year or this current year, I was just like, okay, I'm just probably going to ghost for like a week or two. And it's interesting because now that I find I give myself permission to do it instead of like thinking that I have to like keep showing up immediately, right. it's not as long because it's like, yeah. no, I'm just going to fully give myself permission to take like a week or two and like not have to do anything. And then it's like, okay, cool. Like my energy gets back so much faster, you know? Yeah. I love that so much. And I think that that is a really, if you're a manifester listening to this and you get completely like gassed by your launches, give yourself the space to recharge, mm-hmm. like in the most authentic way, go on vacation, unplug, like take baths, do whatever you need to do. And it's okay to not post on social media every day. It's okay to take a week off. It's okay to take a month off, maybe even three, right? Like the right people will find you because exactly, right? You had the urge to create that post and not saying like, I am the perfect example of every person, but I guarantee that there were other people that bought that program that had just started following you. Oh, totally. So many people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because you showed up in your power, we were attracted to that. And it wasn't about what you posted before or after that. It was about who you were when you created content. High quality content is better than quantity content every single day. Totally. And I think especially in the world we live in with all this content, it's like, don't just like spew crappy content on people, you know, it's like be aligned, be like, do the things that are right for you and for your audience. And yeah. So, so with manifestors, follow your urges, your energy really works in like spurts and stops. So it's like, respect that and don't force yourself to keep doing when you're done. (laughs) I love that. So next is projectors, which is what I am. Yeah. So Um, I would love to hear from your perspective of projectors and for launches because I think you do it so well for projectors. Well, thank you. And it's so funny. I feel like I, I think for me, learning my human design was more so about coming home, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, ah, that's who I am. And I never understood who I was or what I was meant to do. And I was always searching for like personality tests and all of these things. Like, just tell me who I am because this doesn't like whatever I'm being told to be is not who I truly am. Mm -hmm. And when I discovered that I was a projector, it was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And also very aligned with the Virgo energy that I have very deeply (laughs) in my soul. And so it made a ton of sense for me. And so even before I knew that I was a projector, I had created this program about running five day challenges and about like showing up as an authority. And I've been told that that program is literally like marketing for projectors, which is so funny because it is. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing about this online business world is we have as a projector, we have this opportunity to be a thought leader, which is exactly what you're created to be. Totally. But only if you are willing to say things or be things or look at things and do things differently than what everybody else is doing. And so one of the most important things I think as a projector is really following that deeper purpose inside of you. And the thing that you see differently 
the thing that you have different perspective on, really own it. And if no one else is doing it, that's a good sign. Or if other people are doing things a certain way and you totally disagree with it, that's what you should be creating and that's what you should be showing up as. And so in the context of a launch, it's not about pushing energy. It's not about finding prospects and building relationships in the DMs and like following up with people. All of that is toxic energy for projectors. Instead, it's about lighting your internal fire and shining like that lighthouse and trusting that the ships will find their way to you. And so in the context of a launch, I recommend creating content that positions yourself as the authority, showing up and shining to your audience, being that guide, being that lighthouse, and then having an opportunity for people to join you that does not require sales calls or outreach or DMs or things where you have to do anything other than just be in the energy of receiving those people. Yeah, a hundred percent. I um I joined a sales program actually last year and because I was like, I should learn more about sales, whatever. And like the whole thing was about like reaching out to people and DMing. And listen, I'm a manifester, so I technically could do that in terms of initiating, but I paid, I don't know, it was like three, four thousand dollars or something. And I was like, nope, not doing this. <laughs> and I was like, that was, but it was a good, I'm like, that was, you know, however many thousand dollars well spent, in my opinion, because it was just yeah. so clear to me that like a hundred percent no, this is not how I want to operate. Um, but yeah, I love that you share that about projectors. And one of the ways that I really like to look at projectors in this sense is like, just let people know what you have available. You know, Mm -hmm. I use this idea of like offering coffee. Like if someone comes into your house and you're like, Hey, do you want a coffee? And they're like, Oh no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Like you don't want to make it difficult for your audience versus if someone comes over and you're like, Hey, do you want a coffee? And you like have your Nespresso machine with the pods ready and like the milk in the little containers for them and like all of that ready to go. And then they're like, Oh yeah, I love that. Thank you. And when you share what you're excited about and you're like, Oh, I just got this special variety in from Brazil or whatever, right? And you're passionate mm-hmm. about it and you're excited. And it's like, yeah, people want that. Even if they're like, you know, I don't usually like coffee, but you're making this sound amazing. And I like your energy. So I want some of that. And so it's like showing up and just being really yourself and letting people see that and making it easy for them to then be a part of your world. Yeah, I love that. And I think part of this too, and we'll talk about this, I think when we talk about generators is not looking for validation or confirmation Mm. about what you're talking about. Like, instead of being like, I like, do you like coffee? I I don't know if you like coffee, but if you like coffee, then maybe I can make you some coffee. Being like, oh my God, I got this amazing coffee. You have to try this. I don't even care if you like coffee. This is the best coffee I have ever had. And when you show up, like not caring really if anybody else likes coffee or wants coffee, but you being fully in love with the coffee that you're serving, that's a totally different vibe. And other types are meant to receive feedback before they create, right? They're meant to be set, like told, I think this is a good idea. And so market research makes sense for them. But as a projector or even a manifester, your job is not to receive confirmation and then create. It's to create from what lights you up. Yeah. And the right people for that offer will come to you. 
Yeah. And so talking about, you know, generating types, whether they're genifest generators or manifesting generators is this whole idea of like market research or asking your audience can be something that's helpful for you. And I'm not saying you have to do this, but because right. you operate in terms of responding to the world outside of yourself, that research can give you something really great to respond to. And if you do research and you're like, uh-uh, this sucks. I don't want to do it. Don't do it. Yeah. You know, but it can be something that's really great where it's like something that wasn't really in your awareness of like, Ooh, yeah, people want this from me. Like I didn't even realize. Um, and so that can really like light up and spark things in you because for generators, again, it's all about what lights you up. What the heck? Yes. Like what feels so good and so exciting for you. And for generators as well, I think when it comes to launching into business, they can do well, following plans because they like that whole idea of gaining mastery. And so it's like, they might want to run the same launch plan again and again and again and get better at it and refine it and get better at it. Um, providing that they enter into it correctly. So providing they come across this launch plan or coach or however they want to do it. And it's like a heck yes, let's do this. Then perfect. Like your energy's behind it. So let's go and let's just keep getting better. Yeah, totally. I like to think of generators and manifesting generators, like the kind of people who need to see the the dessert tray before mm-hmm. they decide what they want. Yeah. Where like I show up to a restaurant and I know exactly what dessert I want. I have already been thinking about it. I researched it before we got there. But a generator, a manifesting generator needs to see the tray, needs to see the option and then respond to those things like, mm, that's a no, that's a yet, like what sounds good. Totally. And then the difference between generators and manifesting generators is that manifesting generators could eat the whole tray. Maybe they want the chocolate cake and the carrot cake and the cheesecake and they get to have all of it. That sounds like a dream. <laughs> um, now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. And like, I know we were talking recently about manifesting generators and I love how you talk about them not niching down where it's yeah. like they can really be themselves in their varied expression and they can follow like what's exciting for them. And they don't have to be like this singular focus, like, oh my God, I have to choose a niche. If, I'm, if I don't choose a niche, I'm never going to be successful. It's like, no, mm. you are the success. Let people see that. I think such a beautiful example of this is Amanda Francis, Mm. who is one of my favorite people to follow. I love that she's so polarizing. Like, it definitely seems like you either love her or you hate her. Oh, yeah. And I think she has mastered the art of growing a business as a manifesting generator and really owning the fact that like her expertise is very broad, right? She has programs about business. She has programs about coaching. She has programs about money. She has programs about, she has one that's literally called turn shit into gold. (laughs) And it's like, what, what is this? Your business makes no sense to me as a projector, but it, the difference is that it her business isn't about her offers. It's about her. Yeah. And as a manifesting generator, rather than trying to pick one offer and be known for one thing, it's more about being known for being you mm-hmm. and really being that authentic personal brand. And then it doesn't matter what you're offering. People just want to be in your energy and they want to be around you. And really understanding that and owning that personal brand and owning that you are the reason people are going to join you. That's a huge shift for manifesting generators. Yeah, I love that. And I I totally agree. I think like what a great example of that energy. 
Yeah, totally. So then lastly are reflectors who are, I think they have a really unique launch style, or at least they sh- there should be, in my opinion, though, like, again, I'm not giving you unsolicited advice if you're listening to this as a reflector. Um, but there but are You're ways- sharing your unique opinion, which a reflector True. can totally choose to take on. <laughs> Completely. Um, but when it comes to launching, like, there's a few things that I think are important to getting into the right energy around that. Yeah, I think reflectors, you know, it's like their community and the space that they create is something that's really powerful. And it's about being, first of all, taking your time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hustle culture has no place in anyone's life, but especially not in reflectors. So it's about giving themselves time to make sure that whatever they're launching is truly them. And they're not just like amplifying the desires of someone that they're around or someone of some community that they're a part of. So it's giving Mm -hmm. yourself time to make sure that this is actually something that you want to do. And this is something that you want to like move forward with. And this is like truly you at your core and not someone else. And then beyond that, it's like, what feels right to you in your community? Have you created a community of people to buy from you that feel good? Have you created a place that feels good, whether it's like a physical space or it's like the container of your online program or coaching or product or whatever it is. It's like Mm -hmm. having these things like feel good and feel right for you and sharing them as that kind of like reflection to the community where you can be in your power. You can be your like magical self. And then people want to have access to that energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that protecting access to that energy is really key too. And I think that because of that, it's important for there to be kind of like this gatekeeper between people joining your program. And if you want to welcome them into your energy, because ultimately the group of people you welcome into your program will then dictate how the program goes as a reflector. And so I would recommend having an application process, even if it's a low ticket program, not just letting anybody's energy into you, into your container, because it can greatly affect the outcome of not only your energy, but the entire container as a whole. Yeah. I love that idea for reflectors. I think that's so cool, especially, especially, especially when it comes to higher ticket items, if they're going to have a lot of access to you, then like, yeah, you really want to be so mindful of like the energy that you're taking in there. So I think that's such a cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that the big aha here is if you're listening, that all of those strategies are very different from each other. And if you have been trying to launch and it hasn't felt good or it hasn't felt in alignment or if it hasn't worked, all of those are indicators that you may be out of alignment with your design. And so I would love for you to go Go to my body graph, figure out what your design is, and then take each of these things into consideration and see how can you bring your launches back into alignment with your energy and just play with that, experiment with it. That's a big thing I'm a big fan of too. And see, does this create a more aligned launch for you? Yeah, I think that's so cool. And like my human design, understanding my human design has completely transformed literally every area of my life, but especially my business where it's like, I don't do the whole like hustle, 
work all the time, like work till my eyes bleed. Like there was a point where I was trying to build my business. I used to legitimately fantasize about getting into a coma because I was so exhausted. I was like, you know, if I could just like slip and fall and smash my head, I would wake up a week from now and be like so hydrated and so rested. And I'm like, that is messed up. You know, it's like resonating with that so deep. Right. Like work should not make you feel that way. Yeah. Like it really shouldn't. And so when you understand yourself and understand how to be in alignment and it's like, I think of, you know, they talk about airplanes and when they're on their path, it's like one degree out of alignment can massively change where you end up. And not that you have to be perfect with your alignment. That's not what this is about, but it's like continual course correction of Mm -hmm. being in alignment because it doesn't matter how fast you're going if you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, I completely agree. And if you are skeptical about human design, like just try it on because there's a good chance that if it doesn't resonate with you, it's because you've been conditioned out of believing in this way of being. And you've been taught that, no, you need to work harder. No, you need to instigate things or no, you need to and X, Y, Z. I feel like anytime somebody says you need to in front of something, huge caveat, like don't take that <laughs> advice, um, even if it's from a projector. Um, <laughs> but really like understanding how we are so different as humans. So why wouldn't we launch differently? Why wouldn't we market ourselves differently from person to person? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I love that. And just being aligned with who you are and operating that way. is just like, it feels so good. So good. It- It really does. So tell everybody here when or how they can find you. Tell them about your podcast because we totally forgot to talk about that and how they can learn more about HD School, which is opening soon. Yeah, totally. So I just launched a podcast recently. It's very much meant to be a resource for people that are new to human design. So if that's you, it's called the Sort of Spiritual Podcast. You can find it where all the podcasts are. And even if you're not brand new to human design, I've had people message me that are like, oh my God, I've been learning human design for two years and I learned so much in this episode. So that's been really cool. Um, But if you want to learn more, that's a good place to start. And then I am going to be opening up HD School, which is my online program that teaches human design. But I'm going to be doing a boot camp this year for like a little HD boot camp, um, which part of me is like, I am so going to regret this. Like I'm not, it's just going to take so much energy and I know it, but I'm just, you know, had the urge for it like last week, waited it out. It's still strong as ever. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) that's what we're doing. Um, So starting Monday, the 13th. So you can sign up for that at sortofspiritual.com slash bootcamp and you'll get the details. I am going to be giving away like so much content on that. And I'm even going to be giving some access to HD school during bootcamp. So they kind of get a little sneak into their energy type, which normally is like, I don't know, $33 a class. So it's like $165 worth of free stuff they get in addition to all the other things I'm going to be teaching that week. I am so excited. It's going to be really cool. Um, And then I'm going to need a vacation after for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. I cannot wait. And I'll probably be there just because I'm obsessed with you and everything that you do. And I'm one of those people that learn something new from every episode of your podcast. Like I I love that. 
I love digging deeper and deeper into human design. And I just, I love the way that you receive it and the way that you explain it. And um, I'm very grateful for that. So thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm excited to share you with other people. I already have a student in my lab who joined HD school because I mentioned you last time. So I'm sure other people here can take value from our chat and learn way more about human design from you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. I so appreciate you. And thank you for having me. This has been so fun to kind of like nerd out on launching in human design. So it's been cool. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining us and I'll chat with you soon. Wasn't that such an amazing conversation? I had so much fun sitting down with Katie and really digging into how to launch according to your design. Human design is such a powerful tool for understanding yourself and understanding others. And Katie's program, HD School, has been absolutely pivotal in helping me understand and learn more about human design. It's the program that I took that gave me all of my knowledge and skills. And it's one that if you really wanna dig deeper into this, I highly, highly, highly recommend. So check out the show notes for all of those links that we mentioned at the end of the episode and to join her boot camp so you can learn more about human design and decide if HD school is the right fit for you. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week on the Launch Fix podcast. See you soon.